This Marketplace podcast is supported by the Batten Institute at the University of Virginia's Darden School of Business, presenting the Jefferson Innovation Summit, a conversation about creating and sustaining a society of entrepreneurs and innovators. JeffersonInnovationSummit.org. And by Allianz, providing investment, insurance, and retirement solutions through its affiliated companies in the U.S. since 1896. AllianzUSA.com. Marketplace is produced in association with the University of Southern California. A trillion here, a trillion there, what the White House has to say about the deficit. Forget GDP and check out the Genuine Progress Indicator on the broadcast today. Also, the rise of the mango. From American Public Media, this is Marketplace. Make it a working lunch. Listen to the Marketplace Midday Update podcast for the day's top business headlines. Subscribe on iTunes or at marketplace.org slash podcast. From the Frank Stanton Studios in Los Angeles, I'm Kyle Rizdal. It's Monday, today, the 19th of September. Great to have you with us. And it was once more into the Rose Garden for President Obama this morning for his big deficit announcement. $3 trillion or so out of the deficit over the next 10 years, another trillion and a half in new taxes, targeting mostly the rich. At which point, a note must be made of the political realities behind the proposed policies. Republicans say they're a non-starter. But we asked Marketplace's Nancy Marshall-Ganser to do the due diligence all the same. President Obama wants to apply what's become known as the Buffett Rule. Tax people like billionaire Warren Buffett a lot more, something Buffett himself proposed. The president says everyone, including millionaires and billionaires, has to pay their fair share. This is not class warfare. It's math. Okay, Mr. President, let's do the numbers. Well, we really can't. Three of every thousand taxpayers are millionaires. But the president doesn't say exactly how much more they would pay in taxes. The Buffett rule doesn't lay out a minimum tax rate for Buffett and his buddies. The president just says the rule is a guiding principle. Robertson Williams is an economist with the Tax Policy Center. Asked to grade the president's math, Williams gives him an incomplete. And the reason he gets an incomplete is he hasn't completed the answer. He has the outlines of an answer but not the details necessary to determine exactly what he's saying. The president did say clearly that he would end the Bush tax cuts for families making more than $250,000 a year. That would bring in $800 billion of the president's proposed $1.5 trillion in new taxes. Maya McGinnis heads the Committee for a Responsible Federal Budget. The bulk of his new taxes come from letting those Bush tax cuts expire. Uh, now, keep in mind, that's actually already the current law. McGinnis says the president has to go way beyond that and change the tax code. Warren Buffett has complained that he's taxed at a lower rate than his secretary. That's because he makes most of his money from investments, only taxed at 15 percent. So if we raise the tax rate on investment earnings to, say, 25 percent, would that fill in our budget hole? Nope, according to Robertson Williams. The bottom line, though, is there's not that much income at the top end to solve our budget problems. We'd have to raise rates very high on high-income folks, and it's unlikely that's going to happen. Hmm. That leaves the rest of us who aren't millionaires. Williams and McGinnis say we might have to give up some of our favorite tax deductions, something the president left out today. 
in Washington. I'm Nancy Marshall-Genzer for Marketplace. Not far behind the old saw of location, location, location in business is this. It pays to advertise, even apparently when the economy is crummy. A new report today from the good people at Nielsen shows everybody from car makers to cell phone companies spent $53 billion on television, radio, and print ads in the first half of the year. $53 billion in six months. That's up 5% from a year ago. And get this, after black eyes from the financial and foreclosure crises, bank ad spending was up 24% this year, trying to get us to sign up for credit cards and checking accounts, I guess. Marketplace's Stacey Vanek-Smith has that story. Unemployment above 9%, a whipsawing stock market. In the middle of it all, banks spent half a billion dollars advertising products like credit cards and another half billion trying to convince customers to invest with them. Bart Narder analyzes banking products for Sellant. He's noticed a couple of trends. The stripped-down offer for customers who don't want the complexity the plain vanilla products. City Simplicity offers unique benefits that address the frustration of late fees, penalty rate increases. Maybe it's time to get back in the market, but different this time, with more control and more freedom. The you-can-trust-us approach. The other tactic, says Narder? They're very rich rewards cards. They'll match the miles you've earned on your...